Welcome to the Click Podcast. I'm Danny Watson, a mindset and manifestation expert and founder of The Click, a company that helps women overcome their fears and limiting beliefs to create a life and business that they love. Within this podcast, I will help you get clear on what you want, identify the blocks that are holding you back, transform your mindset and raise your vibration so that you can co-create magic with the universe. If you are looking to design a life that truly sets your soul on fire and manifest more success and abundance, then you are in the right place. Hello ladies and welcome to a brand new episode. It's going to be a bit of a slightly different episode this week because I have been flooded with DMs and emails about my upcoming She Leads Feminine Leadership Programme. So for those of you who are thinking, oh, I've not heard about this yet, um, my She Leads Feminine Leadership Programme, it's really designed for the women who is ready to grow exponentially across all areas of her life. So within her success, within her finances, within her business, within her personal growth, personally, spiritually, emotionally, um, it's really about taking yourself to that next level, seriously up-leveling all areas of your life, but doing so whilst really honouring your own feminine energy. So not by working harder or operating from a place of stress or panic, it's really being a Able to create success in this really delicious, easy, fun, and graceful way. Now, I'm going to be hosting a masterclass, which is essentially the introduction masterclass to that program. I'm actually going to be giving you access to that first masterclass for free, so you can identify whether we would be a good fit to work together and whether that program is right for you for where you're at at this point point in your journey. Now, if you want details of that free masterclass, make sure to be following me on Instagram at Danny underscore Watson underscore coaching, because I will be releasing the details of that training there. Um, If you're on our mailing list, you'll also get sent um, the details of it via email. But what I wanted to do actually for today's session, I recently hosted a workshop Now, this workshop was all about helping you start to tap into your feminine leader within. And it's really about understanding this balance between the masculine and feminine and our relationship with those two different energies. Now, this workshop, I would actually like to be able to share this now on the podcast so you can experience a little bit more of this work. Okay. And it's designed to really help prepare you for that um, that free masterclass that's going to be hosted soon as well. So I would recommend for this podcast episode, try and find somewhere quiet where you're not going to be disturbed and somewhere where you can actually write down your answers. So grab a pen, grab your journal or just some paper, anything, because there's going to be questions that I ask you through this workshop um, and it's really beneficial if you can actually write your answers down. So it's really designed to help you start thinking more about your relationship between the masculine and feminine, what it will take for you to become successful, for you to become wealthy. You know, what do you believe at the moment is required of you to really create that next level of growth within your life? So let's move into the workshop now. Enjoy, and I will catch you on the next episode. Welcome, ladies. Good morning. 
I really want you ladies to be able to use this time just for yourselves, because this is what this session is all about today. Um, I know as part of the Click Academy, we cover the topic of how to help your clients step into and embrace their feminine energy. But for this session, it's all about you embracing yours, how to really start shifting into your feminine energy and really kind of using that to rise up into your role as a coach, as a woman, as a business owner, and do so in the most beautiful way. So good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, if you got the announcement for this session, there was a reminder to bring a pen and paper for this session or a notepad, a journal, and a pen, just if you want to take some notes. This session is being recorded as well. So you can watch this session back afterwards. I'm going to be going through some exercises during the session today, which you're going to be following along with. Um, some of you might want to go through these again in your own time. So I'm going to get started. Um, and hopefully those that are joining us are already in the session. Um, I'm going to be asking some questions through this session. We're going to be going through some questions that really to get really designed to get you thinking about what it means for you to be within your feminine energy. And to really sort of start this off, I just kind of want to give you a bit of an introduction to this sort of style of kind of working with how I'm going to be working and delivering this training with you ladies today. Um, and it's really the difference between information and transformation. And I wanted to share this because I think this is a really important one to remind yourself as a coach this difference between information and transformation. Transformation meaning integration. How do we take the information that we know and actually integrate it into our lives to create some sort of transformation? And the reason I wanted to kind of start with this is because I hear this so often from either women that haven't joined the academy that are thinking about becoming a coach or women that are at that beginning of their journey. Maybe they're in that point where they're thinking about, I want to start working with paying clients and I don't yet know enough. I don't yet know enough about the subject matter I want to teach on. I don't yet know enough about my niche. I don't feel like I'm enough of an expert yet. And I want to remind you that your clients aren't here for tons of information. That's not what creating transformation is all about. Creating transformation isn't about having all of the knowledge. It's about being to really fully integrate certain things into your life to create a transformation, not about knowing all the answers. So why I'm starting with this is because during this workshop today, what you will see me do is I'm not here to tell you everything I know about feminine energy. That's not what's going to create change within your life. Okay, I'm not here to give you tons and tons and tons of information and for you to just sit there and absorb it. It might be, you know, fun for you to do that, to kind of listen to me waffle on for however long talking about feminine energy. But that's not what's going to create change. And this is the same as applicable for your clients as well. What creates change is getting you or, you know, getting your clients to really think about things. So how I'm going to be delivering this workshop today is I'm actually going to be asking you questions that get you thinking about how feminine energy shows up for you in your life, what your beliefs are when it comes to the masculine, what, it, what your beliefs are when it comes to success, you know, being a leader, working hard, making money. 
Okay, so that's really sort of the purpose of this workshop today, not to give you all of the information or everything I know on feminine energy. It's designed to help you start making those shifts. So my experience then with the feminine energy, before I came into this world, I knew nothing. I didn't know anything about the concept of the feminine, the masculine. The only thing I knew was what I knew in that moment, which was, I believe I've got to work hard to succeed. I believe I've got to, you know, really kind of climb myself up that career ladder and do the things I feel like I should do without necessarily enjoying the process. I believed that success had to look a certain way. I believed that to be taken seriously in the workplace, I had to be quite hard. I had to be, you know, I couldn't show emotion. I had to compete with others. It had to be this very sort of stress and struggle to get to where I wanted to be. And I think a lot of people, women especially, that have been in the corporate world very much have this outlook on what it takes to become successful. And so when I came into my coaching business, I told myself, you know, I'm doing this. Obviously, I want to do something that is more meaningful, more fulfilling. But ultimately, I want to be able to work in a way that's going to serve me better. I don't want to work for somebody else. But equally, I want to work in a way that feels fun. It's more creative. That's you know, that's not going to put all of this stress and pressure on top of myself. And so that was my commitment to myself coming into my coaching business. However, I very quickly found myself gravitating back to those same patterns of working hard, forcing things, you know, trying to rush the process, looking at success in this very linear way. And it wasn't until I kind of started to really pick apart why this was happening, I realized it was because of my beliefs around the feminine and the masculine, not allowing myself to step into my feminine at all because I thought that I wouldn't be able to see succeed in that way. And so this was kind of what led me into this work, mainly just to begin with, to kind of really use it for my own journey so that I could create success, you know, hit the income goals that I had, you know, make the changes that I wanted to within my life and my business, but do so in a way that felt really, really empowering. And this, for me, is why I believe this work is so important, because we can create success in however way that we choose. Okay, you could be very, very successful being within your masculine. We know this is true because we know that there's examples of this within the world of people that are very much within their masculine, both men and women that have done incredible things with their businesses, with their lives, the impact that they've had. So it's not to say that the masculine is wrong. However, It doesn't necessarily suit a lot of women as a way to create success because we can achieve all of these amazing things. But what is the point if we're going to get to that stage and then feel burned out by it, feel exhausted by it, feel like we've not honored our boundaries through that process? So it's not just about getting things done. It's not just about having certain things, creating success, creating wealth, creating an impact. It's about being able to have all of that. And have it in a way that makes you go, you know what? That was a really fun ride. I want to do that all over again. Okay. Because this is the thing with being a business owner. And I think just being, you know, being a a human is that we, we always want progression. We always want growth. That's what we thrive off, that constant evolution, constant progression. So it's not just about, I'm going to have this level of success and then I'll be done because you reach that milestone and there'll be something more for you to create. And if getting to that milestone has burned you out, you're not going to want to 
keep doing what you're doing. Okay, so this is really about creating that success, that impact, that abundance in a way that feels really, really aligned, feels really, really good and makes you say, yeah, let's rinse and repeat that. Let's do it all again. I'm here for it. (laughs) Okay, so I want to, as I said, I'm going to be asking you some questions. So I'm going to be got the chat box up and I'd love for you to give me your answers on some of these questions. Um, first of all, I'm going to go into this myself, but I thought it would be good to put this to the group. When you think of being in your masculine, you know, this, this kind of need or feeling like this is the only way to succeed, being in your masculine by working hard, by struggling. Where do you think, does anybody want to answer this? Where do you think this comes from? This constant pullback to the masculine. You know, the fact that society has been very much built on this energy and society has been telling us this is the way to succeed. Okay, where do you think all of this comes from? Um, Patriarchy, yes. School, yes, absolutely. School, childhood education, from what we've seen growing up, societal conditioning. This is how being a woman, I can succeed in the corporate world. Societal expectations, childhood stories, patriarchy and capitalism. Yes, yes, yes. All of these amazing answers. And you're absolutely right. For the most part, how we choose to show up in our adult life is often a product of what we've been taught, what we've been experiencing in our life. You know, what we're taught from parents, from teachers. And you guys know this because you know it's exactly where our beliefs come from. And we're going to come to actually belief work as part of this workshop, because why we choose to show up in our masculine, and it's a choice, you know, why we choose to do that, it's often because of what we believe about what it will take to create success. And this comes from everything that you've just mentioned here in the chat, from school, childhood, education, from societal conditioning. If we think about the things that were shown that depict people with a certain level of success. I think a good example that I always come back to for this, um, which I think really captures, you know, masculine success in you know a very powerful way is the film The Wolf of Wall Street, the most recent one um, a few years ago now with Leonardo DiCaprio. This very much this aggressive, masculine, kind of like bro marketing type of energy where it's kind of depicted in the way of the way to succeed within this world is by taking advantage of other people. We've got to kind of create success and it has to be this very aggressive, masculine, forceful kind of energy where we're almost having to be deceitful as a way to succeed. So these kinds of messages, even without us realizing, they're programming our subconscious mind to think that this is what success looks like, okay? Because this is what we see. Now, as I mentioned, it's important for us to step into our feminine more, not just because it's a way to feel good. You know, it's not just going to be a way for us to kind of create success for ourselves in a more meaningful way. But what we are doing, we are collectively, if we're all willing to embrace our feminine energy more, we are sending out the message to society that this no longer needs to be the norm. Being in our masculine no longer needs to be the societal norm of how success and impact is made in the world. 
Okay, we get to shift the power from the masculine into the feminine. And we do this by collectively choosing to honor our feminine more. So this work isn't just for us, but it's for everybody else that we come into contact with. This is what I call the ripple effect of coaching. You know, coaching just doesn't happen in, you know, a relationship between you and your clients, but it's you having an impact with everyone you come into contact with and your clients subsequently having that impact on everyone else they come into contact with. And it's that ripple effect from beyond that. So by you sitting in your feminine power and leading by example, you are giving other people permission to create success in the same way. You know, we're changing that societal norm. So I'm going to go into some questions now, and these are questions to help you understand what it really means for you to be within your feminine versus being in your masculine. Okay, so feel free to share in your comments, in the comments in the chat box here. You might want to write these things down or you could come back, come back to these questions afterwards um, and write them down after the session. But questions to help you understand and feel into what it feels to be feminine versus masculine. So think about this first. What does it mean for you to be within your feminine? What does it mean for you at the moment to be within your feminine? How do you know? How do you know when you're showing up and you're in your feminine energy? So for me, I think the biggest thing for me is going with the flow. So this is just one of the kind of the key areas of feminine energy, going with the flow. I just kind of relax a little bit more. Act into my inner wisdom and intuition. Open heart, guided by more intuition. Ease. When I'm wearing a dress and heels, everything feels light. My life flows more naturally. I feel more at peace, fun, ease, peace. Embracing fears, trusting, Tapping into my intuition. So there's definitely some common themes coming up here. And um, it seems like a lot of you kind of are also tuning into this feeling of being at ease, going with the flow, trusting things, not forcing things. Vulnerability. Yes, love that. And gentle, allowing rest. So Going with the flow then, trusting ourselves more. I think this and kind of intuition, which has come up, they're very much interconnected because if we're in tune with our higher wisdom, if we allow ourselves to just trust what our heart is telling us versus what our head is telling us, we relax a little bit more. We're more at ease in the work that we're doing because we fully trust that we know what to do. We know the next steps to take. The masculine, on the other hand, is very logical mind. It's very much, I need to have it all planned out. I need to have that step-by-step plan to get me to where I want to go. Success is very much this linear thing. Whereas in the feminine, it's more about going with the flow, seeing what comes up. You know, and I think by doing this, we're able to respond to challenges and setbacks in a more empowered way. Think about the masculine. If we're on this very much this linear path to getting to success, if something comes along and disrupts that path, we go into panic mode because our mind's saying, no, I've got this step-by-step roadmap and, and it's not going to plan. 
And so that challenge pops up and it, it, you know, it sends us into stress. It sends us into overwhelm because it wasn't supposed to be like that. Whereas with the feminine, if we're going with the flow, if we're allowing ourselves to just see what comes up and navigating things as we go, trusting ourselves, trusting our intuition, trusting the universe along the way. If we are presented with a challenge or a setback, it's not going to derail us as much. It's not going to, I'm not saying that it won't affect us at all because every challenge, you know, we're going to kind of wake up to it. But because we allow ourselves to kind of just roll with it a little bit more, the challenge doesn't startle us as much. Um, so let's kind of look at the opposite side then. What does it mean for you to be within your masculine? If you think about when you are sat within your masculine energy, what does that look like for you? Assertive, decisive, tense and stressed, control, harsh. Highly efficient and aggressive in my approach. What's really interesting, and this is actually something we will be getting to as I wanted to touch upon as part of this workshop today, is that the things that we're saying here, that we're sharing, there's obviously some negative connotations with some of these. Pressure, stress, aggressive, harsh. You know, if we think about these words, they're very much, you know, we don't feel good about these words. But think about some of the other things that you've used, the other descriptive words. Highly efficient. We think about the opposite that, inefficient. What's better, highly efficient or inefficient? We'd probably gravitate more to that highly efficient. In fact, as business owners, we often want to be highly efficient. We want to be able to get things done. Problem solving, another one. You know, as a business owner, Creatively solving problems is something that is a big part of entrepreneurship. Being a business owner, high energy. Do we rather have low energy? Would we rather have none? I guess the point is, is that the masculine, whilst there's very much a lot of things about the masculine that don't necessarily sit well with us as women, there's also parts of the masculine that as business owners, we perhaps feel like we need and they can be productive. They can be useful if we get the balance right. And I want to come to this later, this finding the balance, finding your unique sweet spot between the masculine and the feminine. Um, everything feels very structured and busy. So busy, perhaps not such a great thing, but having structure. Some people really thrive on structure. Quantitative work, um, rational, logical decisions, working hard. Okay, so again, like there's a mix here. There's a real mix of some things that are perhaps not so positive, but other things, you know, logical decisions that actually could be really, really beneficial for a business owner. Hiding feelings, perhaps not one of the, the positive ones. You know, this feeling that we can't actually be emotional. Um, okay, now we've kind of looked at like what, what it means for you to be in your feminine versus what it means for you to be in your masculine. Coming back to the feminine then. So we've kind of described like what that looks like. If you could bring that back to one feeling. So I really want you to just to kind of put down your answer here. Think about how it feels within your body. When you're in your feminine, 
if you could give one word to describe how you are feeling when you are in your feminine, what would that feeling be for you? What, what would that feeling be for you? Just one descriptive word of how that feels. What I'm really wanting to kind of do for you here is really sort of to be able to connect. Not just kind of thinking about, okay, well, how would I show up in my feminine, but really to connect with how that would actually feel for you. How does it feel for you to be in your feminine? So I think one word that came up earlier, which is probably the the word that I would use to describe how it feels for me, is just that feeling of ease, just completely relaxed, completely relaxed. There's just no sort of stress or tension in my body. It's just that feeling of ah, smiling. Yeah, and smiling as well. Smiling and just completely relaxed is, is kind of what I would feel. And then the opposite of that, how would you feel or how do you feel when you're fully in your masculine? If you could use one word to describe that, how would it be? And what would that word be if you were fully in your masculine? So for me, it would be the opposite. It would be tense. I know when I'm in my masculine. Typically, my body gives me clues. Okay, so a very good sign that you're in your masculine. People kind of do this in a different way, but mine is my jaw. I tend to just keep my jaw very clenched. Some people find it, they keep their stomach really tight. Some people carry their tension in their shoulders. Feeling into your body, that's where it's going to really give you clues. Um, So tense, a lot of people are saying tensed, overwhelmed, hustling, tight, tight. Yeah, that's it. It's the, you know, it's the, 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 the feeling within the body is what I'm trying to sort of get you to feel into. How does it feel for you in your body? Okay, shoulders. Yep. So it t- tends to be, it's normally either the shoulders, it's the jaw, or it's the stomach. Um, I often, maybe you guys experience this as well, I often also find it in my throat. It's kind of like a tension within my throat. And I think being disconnected to your feminine, part of that means not really honoring and speaking your truth. So a blockage within the throat chakra, for me, is where it often shows up, this kind of feeling of tightness within my throat, tightness within my chest. Yeah. Jaw, chest, chest, anxious. Okay. So now I want you to think back to, has there ever been a time when you have fully embraced your feminine. When you think back to that feeling of being completely relaxed, being at ease, going with the flow, trusting yourself, trusting your intuition. Has there been a time when you have experienced that? Let me know in the chat box. Because for most of us, we've perhaps experienced it in certain times within our life, but not necessarily allowing that to kind of continue. So it's maybe short bursts of consciously choosing to be in your feminine. Maybe it's just a time when you felt you kind of in the flow and you were doing something and it brought you so much joy. And so you're naturally in the feminine without 
really having to kind of think about it. When I paint, work, no, personal life, yes. When I started my creative business, rarely. When I had my babies and was off on maternity leave. And when I was dating a very masculine man. On my wedding day, when with friends, when being playful, yoga. Okay, so for most of us then, we know how to be in our feminine energy. It's not that we're completely disconnected from it. We've allowed ourselves to experience it. We know what it feels like. We've experienced it before. There's been times when we've given ourselves permission to be fully within that feminine, whether that was a conscious decision or not. So we know how to tap into that. And this is kind of what I want to sort of help you with. When we've got something that we've experienced before, when we know how to tap into that, we know that we can access that place. So moving forwards, it's about kind of bringing ourselves back to what does it mean to be in my feminine? How does it feel? I've been in this before. I know I can access it. How can I now take that energy and bring it into other areas of my life? How can I start allowing this version of me to show up within perhaps my work, within how I show up for my clients, within my relationships? How can I allow this energy to now start filtering out into other areas of my life? You've tapped into it before. You can tap into it again. So a good thing to actually do after this session would be to just remind yourself of these examples that you're giving here. So when you're painting, on your wedding day, when you're with friends, when you're being playful, I want you to go back into some of these memories. Go back into some of these memories and think about how it felt felt in that moment to be within your feminine. Reconnecting back to that point in time. Remember that your subconscious mind will always gravitate to what is most familiar. It's the way of protecting ourselves. It's the way of keeping us safe. The subconscious mind does not like the unknown. So going back to what we guys, we talked about at the beginning of this session, where does it come from, this this need to be in the masculine? It comes from all of these messages that we're kind of being sent from you know, a young age, teachers, parents, society, that this is the way to succeed. So for the subconscious, that is the most familiar narrative. That's what it knows, because that's what it's been taught for so long. So a part of actually allowing yourself to fully embracing the feminine is to start creating a new narrative for for your subconscious mind, where that feminine energy becomes your new normal where it becomes so familiar, so normal to you, that your subconscious mind feels safe to adopt it as a way of being. Remember, the subconscious mind always wants to gravitate to what is familiar. What is familiar? What is known? And we can make something known to our subconscious by telling ourselves certain stories. So for you, if your feminine has been when you've been painting, How often are you reminding yourself of that experience, of how it felt to be painting in that moment, being in your feminine? Chances are it was something that you just did at that one point in time, an isolated event where you painted, you were in your feminine, 
but you stop painting and you don't think of that moment again. We can come back to these moments where we've been in our feminine, recreate them internally as a way to tell our subconscious mind, this is currently happening. Remember, the subconscious mind cannot distinguish between things that are real or things that you are imagining. So if you imagine yourself right now, sat, say you're on your wedding day, you're in your feminine, you know, you're feeling amazing, you're at peace, you're at ease. That day that you were fully in your feminine, if you take yourself back into your memory, you're saying to your subconscious mind, this is my energy right now. This is happening right now. Your subconscious mind starts to believe that this is what you're experiencing. It becomes your new normal. So that when you move forwards and it comes to, you know, stepping into your feminine energy moving forwards, it's going to be far easier for you to do that. It's very similar to, let's say you wanted to have more confidence. Okay, let's say something you're working on as a coach and business owner is to create more confidence for yourself. And one of the things you would like to do is speak on stage. Now, your subconscious mind is saying that's scary because it's unfamiliar. You know, the the safer option would be to not do that. So the subconscious mind tries to give you all of these reasons as to why you shouldn't do that. You're going to be criticized. You're going to be judged. You're going to make a mistake. You know, it's going to be too overwhelming for you. You don't know enough yet. It's going to feed you all of these excuses. And so you listen to your subconscious mind and you don't do it at all. Whereas if you tell your subconscious mind, this has happened a million times over, your subconscious mind starts to recognize as this is a safe thing for you to do because it's familiar. And we can do that by imagining ourselves on that stage daily, you know, consistently going back and connecting to that vision of you on the stage, speaking boldly and proudly about your coaching niche, your subconscious mind starts to believe it's already happened. So it becomes so much more easy for you to then step into that role and be the confident speaker because your subconscious mind believes that's already who you are. The same teaching can be applied to this work of the feminine energy. Coming back, reconnecting with the moments you have been within your feminine, replaying those scenarios, allowing yourself to feel everything that you felt. And you know what that feels like because you've told me on this session, you know what it feels like to be within your feminine. You know how it feels within your body. So that's the first thing that I would invite you to do following on from that session. Don't just use things like visualization for creating specific tangible outcomes. Use it to create a certain kind of emotion within you. Use it to embrace your feminine energy more. Um, what do you think? We think back to these examples that you gave when you were painting. Um, you know, when you are on your wedding day, when you're with friends, something in you allowed you to embrace your feminine within those moments. And there's perhaps other areas of your life when you don't allow yourself to embrace your feminine. So what do you think it was? If you could think back to those moments that you've told me about, what do you think it was about those specific moments that you allowed yourself to step into your feminine energy. State of flow, not overthinking. Yes, love that. That's a really, really good answer, actually. And I think there's so much to be said 
for just being in the moment and so engulfed in what you are doing, so in love with what you are doing, that you completely disconnect from your mind. Have you ever experienced that before? Where you have been so consumed with what you're doing and having so much fun with it, the time just goes. And that's what it is about being fully present. Feeling like you're allowed to just be. What, not, being, not worrying about being watched or judged by others. I love these answers you're coming up with. This is exactly kind of what I wanted you to sort of tap into. This idea that you're so disconnected from the outside world, what other people think, what they might say. You're so engulfed and consumed with what you are doing. That is when you're truly connected to your heart. This flow state where time just goes, where you're just enjoying that present moment disconnected from the masculine logical brain that's trying to kind of work out everything. So you've accessed this flow state before because it feels like, you know, you've, you've all kind of described to me what it feels like to just be in that present moment. And my next question for you is how frequently are you accessing that flow state? How frequently do you do that? Is it a daily thing for you? A weekly thing? Is it something that you even consciously intend to do? Or is it just something that happens by accident? Lisa, daily. Arlene, rarely. Definitely not enough. Lisa, I have to consciously do it. Okay, so there's a bit of a mixture here. It happens by accident, not enough. Okay, I'm trying to tap into it more regularly. Daily now, <laughs> Monica. So this is something, do daily yoga, amazing. This is something, and it seems like many of you are already doing it, but it needs to become a daily thing. Okay, it needs to be something, and it will be something to begin with, that you will have to consciously do. It's not something that you're going to do on autopilot. If this is a new way of being for you or something that you don't necessarily do regularly, it will need to be a conscious thought. Consciously carving out some point in your day where you can access that flow state. So that's going to require you to think, what is the thing that will help me do this? What is the thing that I do that brings me so much joy where I'm doing it and I'm not thinking about anything else? Yoga, painting, you know, doing something creative, figure out what that thing is for you. And it needs to become something that you weave into your day daily as a priority. Choosing to do that, in fact, above the things that you feel like you should be doing for your business. Because what you're doing is you are putting the priority on who you are being versus what you are doing. And that's the difference between the feminine and the masculine. The masculine says, I don't have time for this because I've got work to do. And the feminine says, this is the work. Focusing on getting myself into alignment, getting myself tapped into this flow state where I'm completely in tune with my heart. I have to do, I have to do it consciously. I'm realizing I need to be more conscious and intentional with it. 
Okay. And so this is the thing, as I said, it's to begin with, it's going to have to be, you know, a conscious decision, consciously and intentionally carving time out of your day. But the more that you're tapping into this flow state, the more it will just become a state that you can access with ease. And so it's no longer just something that you access when you're in a yoga session or when you're painting or doing something creative. It's a state that you can start to access at multiple parts of your day. You find that you'll be able to access that flow state, even when you're doing the things that you wouldn't necessarily be in a flow state doing. But that first step is just to consciously, intentionally create space within your day to access that flow state. In my weekly plan this week, I have scheduled times for this. Amazing, Louise. Okay. Um, so let's move on then. Um, da, 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 da. Coming back to this when, when you've accessed or you've allowed yourself to be in your feminine. Now, this might be something that you, you might not be able to think of straight away. You might need to go back after the session and kind of really think about those times when you've been in your feminine. What was the positive ripple effect that you experienced from being in your feminine? So what was something that you experienced off the back of being in your feminine that you could see, you know, was a notable difference from being in your feminine. So there's many examples from my my life and my business of where I've kind of seen a direct impact from me being in my feminine and the notable impact, noticeable impact that it's had. And I always like to share the examples of this the changes it's really had in my business, because I think this is evidence to support the fact that we can create incredible shifts within our business, within our finances, from embracing our feminine. The times that I have allowed myself to fully be be within my feminine, within my business, I have always seen a direct correlation between my energy and the external results that I've been able to see. The times when I have forced things, the times when I have created content from a place not of love and creativity, but from a place of panic, panic, fear, stress. Those times when I've created it from that place of love and creativity, they are always the things that have had the biggest impact in my business. Now, I'm always creating, you know, new trainings for things like marketing and, you know, new masterclasses, new courses. And there's two different, I can definitely recognize the driving force behind what causes me to create new things. Maybe it's a new program, something new anyway. And I can definitely feel into when that's a decision driven by my feminine energy or a decision driven by my masculine. The feminine energy is... I just feel like this would be a fun thing to create. I feel inspired today. I want to create a new training. I've got all of these ideas based upon content I've been consuming recently. And I'd love to package this all up into my own wisdom and just create something of value. My masculine energy is often, oh, somebody else has created something. Maybe I should be doing that. Or 
you know what? I feel like I've been relaxing too much recently. I should really be, you know, working a bit harder. I need to be doing more. Or, you know what? I'm trying to reach the next income milestone within my business. So I feel like I need to start taking big action and start doing more to make this happen. Whenever I've created from that place, first of all, the whole process has been stressful for me. I've not enjoyed it. And second of all, whatever I've created has basically fallen on deaf ears. It's not got the response that I've wanted. It's not worked in the way that I wanted it to. It's, you know, not got people as engaged as I have wanted them to to be. On the contrast, when I've done things just from the place of sheer joy of being able to create them and for the fun of it, those have always been the things that have had the biggest impact. So that's kind of the ripple effect of when I allow myself to be in my, my feminine. I've seen evidence that has, you know, confirmed to me that this is a better way to create results. Um, opened myself up to receiving and had my best ideas. Yes, I love that. It's often when we're in our feminine that we allow our creativity to really come to life because we're not being so rigid and structured with how we're seeing things. You know, we're taking ourselves away from that checklist of having to get things done. And in doing so, we get our creative juices flowing. I'm a better friend, daughter, girlfriend. Um, I wasn't so stressed out, so I was able to be more present when I was with my partner. I felt more motivated, managed to get a lot of done without forcing myself. I feel content and happy just at ease and flow. I'm better. Wife, friend, auntie, more present. Love this. Okay, so we know what is the, the positive ripple effect then of being in our feminine. You've all felt this. But I want you to consider something else. What is or what have you experienced to be the negative of being in your feminine energy? Has there ever been a time when you felt you've been in your feminine energy and it hasn't served you? It's had a negative consequence or it's had a negative impact. Over-emotional, Christina. Too trusting. There's definitely been times when I have felt like I've fully been in my feminine. And I've almost felt a bit disconnected. I felt a little bit flat. And I'd probably say the year just gone, so 2022, we just moved here to Spain. I was pregnant for most of the year. And we had a lot going on um, just in terms of moving. And I kind of said to myself, you know what? I'm just going to fully lean into my feminine here. I'm pregnant. You know, I'm going to take it easy. We've just moved countries. I'm just going to fully lean into my, my, my feminine energy. And I had a goal for last year of two new programs I wanted to launch. And I wanted to write a book. This was in 2022. None of that happened. <laughs> None of that happened. I'd been invited as well to guest speak at certain things and I decided to cancel all of that. And I thought, I'm just going to be fully in my feminine and just see where this year takes me. And I actually felt quite disconnected, quite flat because I perhaps wasn't taking as much action as what I would normally take. And often we think of the feminine and the masculine. This is the difference between kind of relaxing, going with the flow and you know, being versus doing, whereas the masculine is much more about doing. 
And I leaned fully into my feminine and didn't really do much at all. And actually, I didn't necessarily feel better for it. Okay, so that feeling of sort of almost being a little bit disconnected because you're too relaxed. (laughs) So I know I spoke with other people and they've kind of experienced that before. Um, Taking my eye off the ball business wise. Yes. Um, Over emotional again, in particular, a situation which wasn't appropriate. Although it's not recognizing the power and importance of feminine energy, especially in the corporate world, too sensitive, not being taken seriously, not productive, emotions taking over me. Fear of pushing myself to achieve new scary challenges. Yes, I love that. And that's, I think, Pippa, kind of this what you've just mentioned about the, the negative of the feminine is that that fear of pushing myself. Well, I don't want to push myself because if I do that, then that's going to be too masculine. But then almost using the feminine as an excuse to not put yourself out of your comfort zone or not take any action at all. And this was definitely something kind of connected to what I was saying. This, okay, I really want to just be fully in my feminine. Therefore, you know, I don't really want to take any action. And kind of using the feminine energy as a way to just stop myself from doing the things that I was being completely honest with myself, I was quite scared of doing. You know, I hadn't launched anything new in a while. So I was kind of scared of launching something new. I was scared of taking on new projects. And so it's really about, it's about finding this balance, isn't it? Because the feminine energy, you know, most, many of you have said here about being over-emotional, too emotional. Feminine energy is about embracing your emotions. But the negative side from that is that we can become too emotional. You know, emotional in situations where it might not be appropriate. So it's important to understand that this isn't, you know, a black and white thing. It's not to say that being in your feminine is the only way to be, and it's the good way to be, and being in your masculine is bad. Because as we explored earlier with the masculine, there can be positives to the masculine as well. Just as there can be sort of downsides with being too much in your feminine, there can also be downsides to being too much in your masculine. And it's about finding a sweet spot. And it's about finding your own unique sweet spot, which we're going to get to in a second. It's not about being all or nothing. It's about finding your unique blend of the masculine and feminine that works for you and puts you into alignment with what feels good. And that's going to be different for everybody. Okay, so... How does being in your masculine serve you? I think we kind of covered this before, didn't we? We kind of mentioned some of the things that it helps with. It can help you, you know, be productive. You know, and I got you to explain, you know, describe what it means for you to be in your masculine. Some of the things that came up weren't necessarily negative. Being productive, getting things done. So as I as I mentioned, you know, there's this kind of blend of both the masculine and feminine. It's like the good and the bad of both. And we can cherry pick both the good and, you know, the good from each of those energies. Um, What is, this is a good question, what is the positive intention behind being in my masculine? Okay, so what I really mean here, and if, if you, any of you ladies have done or started, completed the NLP training, Within the NLP, I can't remember which section, but it talks about how every 
every action or everything that we do has some sort of intention behind it, has a positive intention behind why we do things. We might not realize that there's a positive intention, but there's some sort of benefit between behind why we do things, even when it's a pattern of self-sabotage. So for example, it might be, okay, well, in the masculine, I'm causing myself to, to be stressed. Surface value, being stressed is not a positive thing. You know, when I'm, I'm in my masculine, I feel stressed, I feel tense. Many of you have shared that during this training. But think about that for a second. Think about that being stressed. If we dig a little deeper, is there any positive benefit to that, to that outcome of being stressed? Is there anything positive about being stressed? Is there anything positive about working hard? Is there anything positive about pushing for things, forcing for things? Is there anything positive about working in this linear way? Think about the things that we associate with the masculine energy, things that we on a surface level might be saying, you know, this isn't who I want to be. This isn't how I want to show up. But we're actually deriving some sort of benefit from. Yes, to perform, to achieve the goals and deadlines I need to at work, to get things done on time, make things happen quicker feeling pushed and motivated to move forwards in a timely manner. Yes, you feel the push to make things happen. Sometimes a bit of stress gets you through what you need to get done. Okay, stress sometimes helps get results. So it seems like a lot of you are actually having the same kind of suggestions here. This, this I need to be stressed in order to get things done. Where does that come from, do you think? I know I completely understand what you're saying here because I definitely experienced this before. I think it very much ties into how we're taught to succeed as children when it comes to exams. It's very much we kind of like have the year of school and then very much at the end of the year it's this sort of cramming mentality to kind of learn all you can as quickly as you can ready to regurgitate it in an exam to show how much you know. And I think this is why the school system is completely wrong, because we're almost taught from a very, very early age that this is, you know, stress is a, a normal byproduct of being successful, because this is how we're taught for exams. You know, we're taught we've got to just memorize things. It's not about enjoying the subject. It's not about, you know, being fully immersed in the subject and being in that flow state within the subject. We're simply taught, remember all you can, regurgitate it for an exam. Those who remember the most succeed the most. And it's very much then this stress and pressured way of being. So I think then it's no surprise then as adults, we're kind of believing that we've got to have a little bit of stress to create results because that's kind of what we've experienced from, from an early age. Stress a little bit, work hard, get the results. Something that I want to share with you, because maybe many of you might relate with this. Stress for me, I realized when it comes to, you know, doing this work around the feminine, stress was my emotional home. It was where I felt safest. So a part of me wanted to fully embrace my feminine, yet a part of me was so attached to the masculine energy of stress. It was a part of my identity. It was who I was. And it wasn't just a case of, oh, I believe I need to be stressed for me to achieve. 
it was my way of proving myself. It was my way of saying, look, I'm working hard. I'm doing my best. I wore my stress as a badge of honor. And again, this very much came back to my childhood and how I was praised, how I was validated. My worth was very much tied in to my work. You know, how worthy I felt of receiving praise, attention, affection, love was tied into me working hard. And so this became the narrative for my life. I'm only worthy of love and acceptance and validation if I am working myself to the point of stress. So for me, it wasn't just a case of, oh, okay, well, I don't want to be stressed anymore. You know, that's a negative part of being in my masculine because there was a part of that stress that was really serving me. It was the thing that was feeding into my self-worth. So I was deriving this real positive benefit by being stressed. I could say to, you know, my parents, oh, you know, I'm so much to do. I'm so stressed. And they would be like, oh, you're doing so well, you know. And that would be how I would get, you know, my praise, my comfort, my affection, my love. So is this something that you resonate with? Because if so, it's going to be very, very hard to step away from the stress from pushing yourself, from forcing things, if you're deriving such a big benefit from it. And think about it, your worthiness. That's everything is the the foundation for everything you build in your life all comes back to your worthiness. So if I was to take away my stress, it's like, well, what is going to be the thing that makes me worthy now? It was almost like I was clinging onto that stress. Stress was my emotional home. So maybe you resonate with this as well. And it's going to become a big part of your journey to fully embracing your feminine energy. How can you derive your worth from other ways? What is it that makes you worthy without that need to prove yourself by doing more? By, you know, working hard. Ask yourself that question. If you were to take away this need to prove yourself through stress and hard work, What would you be proud of within yourself? Where are you really deriving your worth from? Are there other ways that you can derive your worth from? And where are others seeing your worth? Because it's one thing to say, well, I feel worthy without proving myself. But do you fully believe that others see yourself worthy without you burning yourself out? So think about that for a second and thinking about that positive intention of the masculine, being in your masculine. What is the positive benefit you derive from that? So let's say it's, you know, well, if I'm in my masculine, then therefore I'm stressed. And if I'm stressed, it means that I am proving myself. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the, my zone of comfort because stress is all I've ever known. It's a part of my identity. It's my badge of honor. You know, that's my positive benefit. What does that therefore tell you about your beliefs? Your beliefs about your worth. But what does it tell you about your other beliefs? So let's come back to some of the other examples. The productivity, for example. You know, one of the benefits of being in your masculine is that it makes you more productive. Lisa's shared that productivity. Well, what does that tell you about your beliefs, Lisa? If you're saying that if I'm in my masculine, 
the positive benefit of that is that I am productive. What does that tell you about your beliefs? Tells you that you believe that you need to be in your masculine to be productive. You need to be doing to be productive. You perhaps need to be working hard to be productive, hustling to be productive. We believe all of those things. That's going to be required of us. If we want to create certain results, what we create in our reality is a product of our beliefs. So let's say you're believing the only way to get results is to be productive and to be productive, I have to be all of these things. The only way for you to therefore create results is to do so by working hard, by stress, by hustling, by being in your masculine. But what if you believed the opposite? If you believe that masculine is productive, what if you believed the opposite? What if you believed the most productive way to be was in your feminine? Let's just start with that belief. Let's just assume that this is your belief for a second. Let's adopt this belief for a second. I believe that I am most productive when I am in my feminine. I believe I am achieving the most, getting the most stuff done when I am in my feminine. I am the most effective when I am in my feminine. Think about some of those things that we, the positive things that we associated with the masculine. Okay. You know, that getting stuff done, being effective. Let's just assume that you believed that if you were in the feminine, that's when you were the most productive and effective. Sometimes we confuse productivity with busyness. And I think this is the distinction here. Busy work is the work of the masculine. Productive work is actually the work of the feminine. Productive, efficient. When you think about efficiency, what do you think of? So I think about getting things done in the easiest way possible. Okay. Remember the feminine, it's the emphasis is more on who you are being, but that's not to say that we're not doing anything at all. We're just doing things in a different way. Okay. The feminine doesn't mean taking zero action. It means taking aligned action, doing things in a way that feel good, but it doesn't mean doing nothing at all. So for me, efficiency is not just about being busy and doing things, you know, as many things as possible to get as many things done. That's not what efficiency is about. Efficiency is doing the most, uh, I guess, the, the thing that's going to create you the biggest income uh, impact and outcome in the easiest possible way, the most effective way. And ease is what the feminine is all about. If you believed that being in the feminine was the most efficient and productive way to be, what would that look like for you? If being in your feminine was the most efficient and productive way to be, what would that look like? Now, this is, was a real kind of breakthrough for me because like many of you, I assumed 
because of my beliefs, I assumed that there was very much power being in my masculine because I was getting stuff done. I was being productive. I was being effective. I was being efficient. I was taking things off my to-do list. But I realized a lot of that was, again, caught up in this need to constantly be doing, 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 doing as a way to prove to myself, look, I'm a successful business owner because look at all of these things I'm doing. I'm so, so busy. You know, I believed that success had to look like this busyness. But was I necessarily being productive, efficient? Perhaps not. Now, the kind of the real breakthrough point for me was when I realized that actually being efficient and being productive was actually about doing, still doing, but doing a lot less, but doing it better. And doing it better because I was doing it from my feminine rather than my masculine. Remember when we talked about that being in your flow state earlier? Connecting to your heart and being creative and doing things for the joy of it. Being in that flow state where you're completely disconnected from the outside world and you're just in your zone. So let's say you're in that space. Whatever you produce and create from that space is going to be far more effective and is going to give you far bigger outcomes and results than spending 10 hours being busy in your masculine, doing, 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 doing. This is the difference. Whenever we're in a business or creating something, we, we still need to be taking action, right? The doing is important. But from what energy are you doing the doing? Is it that busy doing, doing it for the sake of it? Or are you allowing yourself to be in that flow state within your feminine energy, creating from that place of joy and inspiration? Because you could spend one hour doing something in that place and create a far bigger outcome with whatever you create than spending 10 hours of doing busy, busy, busy work in your masculine and stressing out. I remember I experienced this a lot when I was writing my book. Um, I actually wrote a lot of my book. I think I've spoken about this on my podcast once. The majority of my book, Self-Love and Spiritual Alchemy, was actually written on my phone, just on Google Docs on my phone, whilst I was breastfeeding my daughter, Rafi. So she'd just been born and I started writing it that year. Okay. And a lot of my, the best chapters or the easiest times for me to write when I was, when I was just sat, relaxed, I was in like this comfy nursing chair. I had this comfy like cushion thing that she would sort of nestle into and she would sit there and happily feed for hours and I would just tap away on my phone writing I wasn't overthinking things I was in that flow state there was other times when I thought okay I need to sit down and I need to go and write this chapter and I'd close myself off in my office I'd sit at my desk I'd open up my laptop brain fog couldn't think of anything and I'd think well you know what I've got to just get this chapter done I've got to sit down for a couple of hours and just get a bit of writing done and get this completed. And I would sit there, I would force myself to do it. And what I would create, normally I would just end up scrapping. It wasn't my best work. It was a struggle. And this is the difference. You know, when we force things, we can look on the surface like we're being very busy, very productive, you know, 
been at work today for X amount of hours. Yeah, it doesn't always translate that we are producing our best quality work or we are creating stuff that's going to have the bigger impact. If we allow ourselves to work from that place of flow state, from creativity, we get the foundations right before we start the doing. We actually need to spend far less time. Okay, so this is the difference between doing within the feminine and doing within the masculine. Okay, so again, this this was the real breakthrough for me with the feminine, that the feminine energy, I believe that I am most productive and most efficient when I am in my feminine. Okay, shifting that from the masculine into the feminine was one of the most powerful things that I changed within my belief system. And just kind of repeating that to yourself and just looking for evidence of where this has been true for you in your life. Where have you been most productive in your feminine, most efficient within your feminine? And it's being able to catch yourself in the moment. We're not going to be fully in our feminine or fully, you know, in all the times, okay? Because there's space for the masculine to come in, okay? But the times when you're going to need it the most, let's say, for example, when it comes to doing things, taking action, taking that inspired action, before you just sit down and start doing, how can you get yourself into alignment first? So moving forwards, before you start taking any action, check in with yourself. Who am I being in this moment? Am I somebody that's being in my feminine? Do I feel good? What do I need right now? Is there something that I need to do before I take this action? How do I feel in this moment? Is this something that I want to be doing right now? Do I feel like I should be doing it right now? Really kind of feeling into who you are being before you start doing the doing. And that's the difference between the busyness of the masculine and the aligned action of the feminine. Because if you check in with yourself first, you are basically going to create the the best possible foundation from which to take action from. Going back to my example earlier, when I tried to, you know, sit in my office, I was probably exhausted. I probably hadn't had much sleep. I probably wasn't feeling like I wanted to write at that point. But I thought, you know, I've got to get this done. I've got to be, you know, productive (laughs) with my day, with my time. I just need to get this done. And it's doing things for the sake of doing it being busy for the sake of doing it. I did not create my best work. But if you give yourself space to create that right foundation first and then take action from that place, you will find it makes all the difference. So it's, again, it's allowing yourself to really honor yourself in that moment and value who you are being over who you're doing first. The doing is still important, but the who you are being, that's always going to come first. So it might be, okay, before I start doing this, I need to meditate for 10 minutes. I need to take myself out on a walk. I need to go and do some yoga. I need to go and paint. Valuing those things above the things that you feel like you need to get done. Okay, valuing who you are being first and taking action from that place. So coming back to this idea then, you know, our beliefs are always going to be the thing that shapes how we show up in the world. So your beliefs between the feminine and masculine, who you feel like you need to be in order to succeed is going to dictate how you allow that feminine energy, you know, how much you allow yourself to be in that feminine energy. 
So let's think about some of your beliefs then that you might have. What are your some of your beliefs? We've kind of touched upon this about being in the masculine, the belief that perhaps I need to be in the masculine to succeed. I need to be in the masculine to be taken seriously. You know, the opposite of that. What are your beliefs about being in the feminine? A good kind of follow on thing for you to do after this session would be to write out all of these beliefs. OK, so as with any change that you want to see in your life, it's always going to come back to your beliefs. So write out a long list of what you believe about the feminine and what you believe about the masculine. And see, are these beliefs that are these beliefs that I want to have right now? Do I want to believe that the only way to succeed is working hard? Looking at those opposing beliefs and thinking about, well, what do I want to believe? What do I choose to believe moving forwards? And obviously being in the academy, you've got a, access to a whole host of tools that are going to help you shift and change those beliefs. So some of the areas to think about for your beliefs, looking at your beliefs of what it requires you when it comes to work, working hard. Do you believe you have to work hard in order to succeed? Why do you believe that? What do you want to believe as an alternative? What evidence do you have to suggest that this needn't be a belief? It's just an idea that you've adopted. These are all things that you can journal on after this session. Okay, so working hard, forcing things. What do I believe about I need to force things to happen? I need to control the outcome. Another masculine trait. I need to, you know, be in control of everything to make sure I get the result that I want. What do I believe about that? What do I want to believe about that? And what's the opposite of this belief? Do I really believe it? You know, question your beliefs. Is there any evidence to suggest that this isn't a belief? This isn't fact. It's just an idea that I've adopted from somebody else. We can go through the same process with this idea that success has to be linear. It has to be this very step-by-step -step process. You know, all of these beliefs that we have about the masculine, starting to bring them to the surface, question them, ask yourself, do I really believe this? Do I choose to believe this moving forwards? What's a more empowering belief for me to adopt here? Is there any evidence to suggest that this, the opposite of this belief could be true? Start looking for evidence to disprove the beliefs that you don't want to believe anymore. And this is the thing when it comes to the feminine and masculine is that you will have to go out of your way to find this evidence. Because many of you have kind of suggested from this workshop today that around us, we are programmed by society that the masculine is the only way to succeed. So if that's kind of what you're being faced with, you're going to have to go out of your way to find evidence to disprove these beliefs. You know, logical brain, I need to be in my logical brain to succeed. I need to be, you know, thinking about things all the time, like having a plan. And there's definitely space for that. But this, we all know, like that creative flow state that we've spoken about. That's going to be when you create the best results and you do so in a way that's going to feel amazing. Um, I want to come to 
the emotions, because I know a few of you mentioned um, about, you know, one of the traits of the feminine is, you know, allowing yourself to connect and embrace your emotions. But one of the things about being in your masculine is that, you know, there's no space for emotions. Vulnerability is weak. But if we are too much in our feminine, we can then become over emotional. So I wanted to touch upon this because I think this is an important distinction between the feminine and masculine. Emotions are important. They teach us things, okay, about what we're experiencing when we're not in alignment. You know, we want to kind of get out of this habit of labeling emotions because emotions are good. We know we know when we feel great. Let's say we feel excited about something. You've got something to look forward to that you're really excited about. Or maybe you've just experienced a huge win with your in business, within your business that's made you feel really good. That's an emotion. So emotions aren't a bad thing. It's just that we, we often label emotions as good and bad. You know, we have these positive emotions and we have these negative emotions. But we can't experience the positive without also experiencing the negative. In order to know what joy really feels like, we need to know what pain feels like. In order to know what clarity feels like, we need to know what confusion feels like. There's duality there. You know, we need to have both the light and the dark. You know, if we start numbing ourselves to the negative, if we start burying that under the carpet, that is then going to start happening with the positive emotions as well. We numb ourselves also to the positive. And I've experienced this before, this where I've essentially spiritually bypassed what I've been feeling. And it was when I was first kind of introduced to the law of attraction. And this is where law of attraction, we can kind of take it at a surface level or we can go deeper with this work. On a surface level, the law of attraction says, think positive and attract positive things. And yes, to a certain extent, this can be true. However, it also leads to spiritual bypassing where we try to just pretend as if the negative isn't going on. You know, we shame ourselves if we think a negative thought. And actually, we're shaming ourselves for being human, because to be human is to feel the whole breadth of human emotion. And what we're doing here is, rather than really kind of taking that emotion and kind of thinking about, well, what is it teaching me here, allowing ourselves to feel into it, we're just brushing it under the carpet. And I did this for a long while thinking, okay, well, I just need to keep myself focused on the positive until it sort of felt like I couldn't even connect with that feeling of positive. Something great would happen. And it was like, I couldn't allow myself to fully celebrate, to fully get excited because, you know, I was so used to numbing and suppressing my emotions, you know, and that, that, that suppression, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. We don't just get to suppress the negative and then allow ourselves to experience the positive. We sp suppress one side of our emotions. We suppress the other side too. So it's important that we're allowing ourselves to feel the whole breadth of human emotion. And this is about being in your feminine, you know, allowing yourself to feel, knowing that those feelings are not a weakness, they're a strength, especially if you know you are willing to bring them to the surface. But again, it comes back to that sweet spot. So a few ladies mentioned about, you know, being too emotional. You know, sometimes when we're in our feminine, we can sometimes be too emotional, be, you know, our emotions overpower us. And then we perhaps can't show up in the way that we want. So this is where it all comes back to finding your own unique sweet spot. 
because there's got to be space for those emotions, but we don't want them to become so overwhelming that they actually derail us. Now, one of the kind of go-to processes that I use for allowing myself to embrace my emotions, but not to the point that they derail me, is to be consciously present in the moment when the emotion comes up. So let's say I'm doing something and I am being aware of what I'm feeling as I'm doing that thing. And I feel something, maybe it's fear that comes up for me. Maybe it's some sort of a negative emotion. Rather than pretending that doesn't exist, in the moment, allow myself to feel into whatever it is that I'm feeling. And I do this by connecting with the body. So where am I feeling that? Am I feeling it in my shoulders? Am I feeling it in my neck? Am I feeling it in my throat, my stomach? My jaw is clenched. Actually just taking a moment to kind of feel into what am I feeling and just placing a hand on wherever I'm feeling it. So say it's on my stomach. I'm feeling this here. I'm feeling what here? Giving it a label. I'm feeling tension here. I'm feeling anxiety here. I'm feeling a knot here. I'm feeling tension here. Actually labeling whatever it is that I'm feeling. What emotion is tied to this? Giving that emotion a name. You know, I'm feeling fear. I'm feeling anxiety. So just actually taking a moment to acknowledge and accept that that emotion is there rather than trying to ignore it completely. And then just spending a moment to think, well, how can I give myself, how can I give this emotion space to just kind of move about within my body rather than just trying to squash it? How can I just give it space to do its thing? Because that emotion needs to be released in some way. So maybe it's anger or frustration. You need to punch a pillow. Maybe it's dancing to release that emotion. Maybe it's screaming. Maybe it's journaling. Maybe it's breathing that emotion out. Like whatever it is, how can I just give that emotion space to just be, to allow that emotion to just be within me without judging it or labeling it? How can I allow that? So giving the emotion space but then consciously and intentionally releasing that emotion. So remember, you know, we don't want to avoid our emotions, but equally we don't want to dwell on them as well. And I think this is what happens when people have mentioned here on this workshop about being over-emotional. That is almost like when you've got a pressure cook, cooker where let's say you're in a masculine environment and you've been told, you know, you can't be emotional. You can't share what you're feeling because, you know, that to be vulnerable is a weakness. Okay. You've got to suppress it. And then we suppress and we suppress and we suppress. And then all of a sudden it's like a pressure cooker and all of the emotions come out all at once. And then we feel over emotional and then it completely derails us because, you know, it's overwhelming to feel everything that we're feeling. But if you're gradually letting off that steam, as and when you need to, you're not going to get that emotional buildup. So this is why it's important to deal with those emotions as and when they come up, giving them space, but then allowing that emotion to pass through you. So the way that I do this is through the breath. So putting my hand on wherever I'm experiencing or you know feeling that emotion within my body and imagining myself breathing in to that space. Okay, so those of you who practice yoga might be used to doing this, where you breathe into different parts of your body when you're in a pose and you breathe into, you know, into into the body. Imagine your the breath being channeled into the part of your body 
where you are feeling that emotion the most. So I like to imagine the breath as a white light entering my body. As I breathe it in, it's a white light, a healing light that I'm sending to that part of my body. And as I breathe out, I'm letting that emotion go. Okay, so I'm not dragging it around with me for the day. I'm tackling it head on, you know, and giving it space to do what it needs to do. And then I'm breathing it out. Okay, and for me, that's a really powerful way to be in my feminine, but not to the point where my emotions are going to completely overwhelm me. Okay, um, now. I've mentioned this a few times through this workshop about finding your own unique sweet spots. Okay. And this is going to be different for everybody. You may be aware from this workshop that there are both positives and negatives to both the feminine and the masculine. Okay. And it's about finding that blend of the two that is going to work for you. So for some women being fully in their feminine, that's going to be the best way for them to be. For me, it wasn't. You know, the times that I've spent fully in my feminine, I kind of felt like, you know, almost like sort of that pent up energy where I just need to sort of get doing things and I need to start, you know, taking action. And, you know, being fully in my feminine has not necessarily been, you know, the way that's going to serve me the best. So there's certain times when I will be more in my masculine, certain times when I'll be more in my feminine. I know what my own unique sweet spot is. So the challenge for you is to see if you can find yours. That unique blend of being in your feminine and being in your masculine where it feels good. You know, you can take the action, but you're doing so, you know, tapping into that feminine energy. You know, you can have things like to-do lists or step-by-step action plans if that works for you. Doesn't work for everybody. You know, that that masculine way of, you know, having that very much step-by-step roadmap to where you want to go. For some people, they like that. They like the structure. A good example of how I blend my masculine and feminine actually comes to how I structure my day. So, I've played around with this and there's been times when I thought, okay, I'm going to set my schedule for the week ahead and I'm going to be fully in my feminine and see how that feels. And rather than having anything scheduled for that week of things that I need to do, other than, you know, things like looking after my kids and the things that I have to do as a parent. And But other than that, things within my work, I thought, I'm not going to schedule in anything. I'm not going to have a to-do list. I'm not going to have a structure of what needs to be done and when. I'm just going to completely go with the flow. I'm going to be completely at ease and just see what I feel called to do at that moment. So I gave myself a week of that. And I didn't necessarily feel great. There was parts of it that felt good. But then there was parts, times when I kind of got like a bit frustrated, a bit kind of like flat or deflated or kind of lost my spark a little bit you know, feeling like I wanted to be doing more, feeling like I needed more of a plan, feeling like I felt a little bit scatty, a little bit all over the place. So for me, completely taking away structure entirely wasn't going to work for me. 
So then I tried another week where I thought I'm going to be fully in my masculine and my week is going to be entirely structured with things that I need to do, things that I need to get done. You know, and I actually felt like I was being productive, creating this sort of schedule for myself. So I had this very, very structured week and this didn't work for me either because it felt like one thing could go wrong, which would unravel the rest of the day. And then that would send me into stress and panic. And, you know, it very much felt like I was forcing myself at times to do things that I didn't necessarily want to do. Okay, and I thought, well, I've got my structure and I've got my to do list and my schedule. I've got to just get this done regardless. So I had these two extremes and I thought, well, how can I blend the masculine and feminine to create a working schedule that's going to work for me? And so I want to share what I did, because maybe many of you ladies will resonate with this. And it's something you might want to try to kind of help you find your own unique sweet spot. So what I did was I would have my structured week because I knew I liked to see my week ahead. That felt good to me, felt aligned. I like to see kind of, you know, a plan of what's loosely going to happen. But within that structure, I created unstructured or structured, unstructured time. So what I mean by this is I would set specific times within my week for going with the flow. So it's structured periods. It was scheduled within my like daily, weekly schedule. During this time, it's unstructured time, intentional, conscious, unstructured time, where I'm just going to allow myself to do what I've got to do, go with the flow, create what I want to create. So I'm making who I'm being as a priority. So before I do anything that's on my structured to-do list for that week, I'm always checking in with myself first. How do I feel? making sure I'm getting into alignment before I do those things. So the things that are structured aren't necessarily set in stone, because let's say, for example, I have something structured and scheduled within my diary. Let's say it's to create something, create a, a new a new training, a new masterclass. And I get to that point and I'm like, I'm exhausted. I'm not feeling creative. It's making sure I'm getting myself into alignment first before I do that thing. Okay. But then on top of that, adding in these points throughout my week for just simply going with the flow and seeing what comes up, for allowing just ideas to come, for allowing my creativity to just kind of go where it needs to go and see what happens in those moments. So that is a structure that I found has worked for me, blending the masculine and the feminine. So it's, again, it's coming up with your own unique sweet spots, but You need to identify, you need to be able to identify, like, what is the tipping point for you? Okay, so some questions that are going to be useful here. How can you tell when you are forcing things? Okay, because there's a difference here. There's a difference between doing things that are outside of your comfort zone and forcing things. Do you know the difference? How do you know? when you're doing things out of your comfort zone, but this is going to be something that's going to really propel your life forwards in magical ways versus forcing something. Maybe because you believe that you have to do this thing to be successful. And that is going to be the big, big key. Okay? Because it's, with this work, I found that 
it's almost could become an excuse for not doing the things that are outside of your comfort zone because you convince yourself, well, if I was doing this thing, I would be forcing it because I feel like I should be doing this to be successful. You know, I've got to get this done just because, you know, I think that to do this, I'm going to create some sort of results. That's one way to be. The other way to be is to say, well, I'm not going to do this thing because it's outside of my comfort zone. Using that that excuse of I'm forcing it as an excuse. When actually the thing that is outside of your comfort zone could become the most aligned thing that you could ever do within your business. So Arlene says, out of the comfort zone is feeling stretched, but I am growing. Forcing feels stressed, not natural, not aligned. Interesting. When I'm forcing something, I don't necessarily enjoy myself. Whereas when I'm expanding my comfort zone, I'm feeling like I'm enjoying the outcome more. Good. Now, what's interesting is that Sometimes the action step you need to take, if you've never done it before, you're not going to know whether it's something you need to force or something that is outside of your comfort zone. So I would always say, give it the benefit of doubt because it could be an action step that again could propel your life forwards in so many magical ways, but you have to be willing to try. And again, this is, I think, where is that that balance between the masculine and feminine? Because the feminine says, well, it feels a little bit scary or it's not aligned for me, 100% aligned, therefore I'm not going to do it. And the masculine says, well, I should be giving it a go. And again, this is sometimes where there is space for the masculine, for us to listen and lean into the masculine. By giving things a go, regardless of perhaps how we feel in that moment. And this is when it comes to things that we've never done before. Okay, because we need to be able to judge that action fairly. Okay, and obviously there is a lot to say, to be said for trusting yourself and your intuition. But remember, the subconscious mind is always going to pull us in the direction of what feels safe. It doesn't like the unknown, the unfamiliar. So if we're talking about something we've never done before, The subconscious mind will always say, don't do it. And it's difficult sometimes to distinguish between subconscious and higher wisdom. Okay, it's sometimes difficult to distinguish. So we convince ourselves, well, my intuition is telling me no. And actually that sometimes is our subconscious mind. Now, maybe you're really strong in understanding the difference between your subconscious mind, your head versus your heart but for a lot of us it it can be confusing to know the difference between the two and I would always recommend if it's something that you've never done before take that action and give it the benefit of the doubt before you start judging whether or not that that action is aligned for you now I say this because I had convinced myself that doing video was not aligned for me. Doing video would be forcing things. I'd be doing things because, you know, I feel like I should be doing it because I see other people creating success with video. So there was a point when I decided this isn't going to be how I do my business. 
I trust that my intuition is telling me that I don't need to do video. But I gave it the now love the most within my business. And actually, I can be creating video and I can be completely within that flow state, accessing that flow state where I completely disconnect from, you know, everything that's around me and I can just be speaking in the moment. The same with podcasts as well. You know, for a while, I convinced myself I don't need to do a podcast. It doesn't doesn't feel aligned with me. I'm just telling myself I should be doing it because other people within the industry are doing it. And now it's one of, you know, my favorite parts of my business. So give the action, the thing that you want to do, give it the benefit of the doubt before you make any judgment on it. Nikki, this is what it feels like with social media, writing content, doing lives, etc. Um, see, it's so hard for me to stop things. Like if it's forcing something, I need to get to the outcome before stopping. Okay, this is a good point, actually, because the the masculine and feminine, the masculine is all about getting things done and creating a certain outcome, certain outcome. And the feminine is how can I bring joy into what I'm doing and enjoy the process just for the sake of enjoying it? Yes, I trust and know I will create a certain outcome. But how can I lean into this process so it becomes the most enjoyable for me? If this was fun, what would it look like? Lead with that question. So if you're doing something, even if it's outside of your comfort zone, ask yourself that question. If this was fun, what would it look like for me? If this was easy, what would it look like for me? Those two questions, if it was fun and if it was easy. And we're taking action. If this was fun, what what would it look like? If this was easy, what would it look like? And that question, if this was easy, this is going to be the question that helps you distinguish between, you know, doing things and being effective and productive, that can be feminine, and just being caught up in the busyness. Often we overcomplicate things. We make things harder than what they need to be, again, because we're so attached to this idea that it has to be hard. If this was easy, what would it look like? So take something like doing a a live on social media. If this was fun, what would it look like? If this was easy, what would it look like? Being in your feminine means to embrace the fun and the easiness, okay? So if you can describe it, if you can describe it being being fun, and if you can describe it being easy, then you can allow it to be both of those two things. If you can see it in your mind's eye, you can create that within your reality. Do you know when you are acting out of duty versus desire? Do you know the difference between the two? This is another good one to help you identify your sweet spot between the masculine and the feminine. The masculine says, I should just be doing this. I should just get on with it. I should just shoulder up, shoulder soldier on with this and the feminine says I do this because I want to do this but again before we make this decision before we can make a an informed decision about the action we need to have actually done it before how do you really know if 
you know, you hate doing, let's say, Instagram lives if you've never done done it before. How do you really know that? Arlene says, desire, I'm drawn to it. It's attractive to me. Duty, I feel obliged. There's a heaviness around it. Good. So it's, it's about really distinguishing between those two energies. You know, what is it that's driving your action? How do you know when you're listening to your intuition? I mentioned a second ago, like, we often struggle dis- to distinguish between our higher wisdom and our subconscious mind. And I think the difficulty is, is that the intuition, we're going to be able to tap into that the most when we are silent. So meditation is a good way to to tune into what your intuition is telling you. But equally, that is when the subconscious mind is most present as well. You know, when we are deeply relaxed, when we're sort of accessing those deep, relaxed states, you know, a theta brainwave state, for example, that's when our subconscious mind is most receptive. So often when we are quiet, it's that, okay, well, here's my intuition, but here's also my subconscious mind. How do we distinguish between the two? Are you able to distinguish between the two? How do you know when it's your intuition telling you? Um... Do you recognize where taking big inspired action tips into working from a place of fear and panic? This is another good one for um, being able to distinguish when you're in your feminine and it's feeling good versus you start then slipping into your masculine. Because again, like that's going to be your sweet, sweet spot. We can be creating We can be doing a lot of things. We can be taking big action and it can feel really good. We can be doing this in a really, really feminine way. But do you notice when that starts to tip into being too masculine by working too hard, trying to force things, pushing for things? Maybe you sit down and you start to create something and, you know, your creative juices are flowing. And then you think, well, I've just got to get this done. And you continue with things, even though it no longer feels as amazing as it did at the beginning. So it's starting to pay attention to these signs, being conscious and aware of where you start to shift from being in your sweet spot to perhaps tipping too much into the masculine. So moving forward, what I would definitely suggest you do, um, a lot of the questions that I have asked you today on this session you wanted to, you could go back and listen to the session again and actually get a pen and paper and just kind of journal on some of your answers and see what comes up for you and start to really kind of question, you know, what does it mean to be in my feminine? What does it mean to be in my masculine? How do I know the difference? What's my unique sweet spot? I've mentioned a lot of things that you can take away today during this session that you can utilize, you know, within your life moving forwards. For example, you know, tuning in with your emotions, taking that, you know, taking your your weak um, structure of your week and figuring out, you know, a blend of the masculine and feminine that's going to work for you. So there's lots of takeaway things that we've touched upon already during this workshop. But some things moving forwards. Questions again for you to think of. So from your answers today and what you've per- personally learned about your own relationship 
what have you personally learned about your own relationship with the feminine energy? What's something new that you've learned today about your relationship with the feminine and the masculine? And also from that, what has surprised you, if anything, what has surprised you today from what you've learned? I have neglected and need to more, be more intense, neglected my feminine energy. I need to be more intentional in tapping into it. I'll see I am really disconnected from my feminine. Ali, that I don't have balance between the two, and that's probably the reason I'm feeling stuck. Morale, realize that it's very much a choice. I don't have to just for I don't just have to long for a time when I'm tuning in again. With raised awareness, it is possible to choose which energy to tap into. Lisa, I'm in my energy more than I thought. Good. (laughs) Sonika, that being busy doesn't always mean being productive or creating my best. I want to tap into that ease and flow. I have neglected my emotions. I need to be more connected to my feminine. And then I need to find my balance and listen to my intuition more, allow for that flow state. I think a float, the flat flow state, I think that's been a big one for this um, workshop. A lot of discussion has been around this and a lot of you have kind of mentioned that, just being at flow, being at ease. Find the thing. It might not be something within your business. Find the thing for you that's going to help you tap into that flow state. Could be anything. Great if it's something that's within your business but equally okay if it's not. Because first of all, it's just being able to really feel into what that feels like. The feminine is allowing yourself to be more playful, not just in business, but in life in general. How often are you allowing that playful energy to come up where you do things without caring about what kind of outcome it's going to produce? You do things without ever thinking about, well, are people going to like this? Are people going to accept this? You do things just purely for the sake that it brings you joy. Another kind of great sort of takeaway for you guys to try for embracing your feminine energy more is to dance like nobody is watching. Ideally, if nobody is watching. (laughs) So in your bedroom or, you know, in the bathroom, whatever, that free expression of movement and dance, put some music on, just dance like, you know, without kind of thinking about like what I'm looking like right now, nobody's watching me. I can just kind of freely move my body because that kind of energy you create in that moment, that playfulness, that lightness, that not giving a shit, basically. There's so much to be said from that energy. You know, so often we kind of have this very much tunnel vision of like who we need to be and what we need to look like and what we need to be doing to be seen as professional, to be seen as successful, to be seen as somebody to be taken seriously. And actually being in our feminine means, you know, I get to create my own roles. I get to show up in a way that feels really good to me and be my own weird and wonderful self and know that that is okay. You know, that's what being in the feminine is all about. But if we're so serious all the time with our businesses with how we communicate with success you know with getting results we're so focused on that outcome all the time rather than just allowing ourselves to just be and be playful and be creative 
you know, we might get success, but it's not necessarily going to look how we want it to look. I'll see. Singing in the car and dancing in the kitchen. Love this. Always feel better after dancing. Yes. 90s club classics. That is also actually my go-to music of choice as well, Hayley. <laughs> um, a bit of uh, 90s garage music, believe it or not, is my go-to. <laughs> um, okay. So um, I think there's a lot of things then we can take away from this, but as I mentioned, you know, go back to this session, go, have a little listen through it again and think about some of the takeaways and things that you can do moving forwards. Um, I've got some more questions, actually. I just I thought I'd got to the end of my page, but I've just realized there's a few more things just before we go. Um, what do you think you need to work on to allow yourself to be more in your feminine? OK, so one takeaway from this session, what do you think you need to work on to allow yourself to be more in your feminine? And what is something that you could do to tap into that? Okay, so if you take just one tiny little thing away from this session, these two things, what do you think you need to work on to allow yourself to be more in your feminine? And what is something that you could do to tap into that? Now, I just want to thank you so, so much. I've thoroughly enjoyed being here with you ladies today. And thank you for just being so present on this session and for, you know, interacting, engaging and sharing all of your answers. Um, and said morning meditation, self-permission to give time and energy to focusing on this to start today. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. Yeah, I just think this work is so, so important and it's so easy. I know when, especially you're at the beginning of your business and, you know, you're wanting to take action and, you know, you're wanting to be successful and, you know, we get so caught up in the doing, the doing, the doing, and that's great in the space for that. But it's about prioritizing who we are being first. And I think that's really what being in the feminine all comes back to. Who am I being? What are my own needs? What are my own boundaries? How am I feeling in this moment? Can I create that be inspired action from that place? So thank you, thank you, thank you again, ladies. If you do have any questions following on from that session, let me know. Um, you can either pop them into the Facebook group or if you want to message me privately, probably the best place to do that is on Instagram. So drop me a message on there. Um, yeah, I'd love, love, love creating the session for you today, ladies. Um, so, yeah, thank you all for being here. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will connect with you again very soon. Thanks, ladies. If you are wanting to build your own successful online coaching business, make sure to check out Freedom, Abundance and Impact our free 10-day business and mindset course for coaches and aspiring coaches. To access, simply head to wearetheclick.com and click free course in the menu.